Hi everyone and welcome to the Color Talk series podcast. My name is Zhuang Wen, a current undergrad at Harvard where I am studying psychology and educational study and I will be your host for this series. The goal of this podcast is to share helpful college admission strategies, anything from building college lists, writing personal statements, to preparing for your college interview, and many, many more. And now with that, let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Color Talk series podcast. Today we'll be talking about financial aid and how to make college much more affordable for you. I will be discussing different kind of aid and way to pay for college because I think we all know that college can be very expensive but there are numerous ways to make it more affordable. In order to do so, a student usually has to use a mix of institutional, so money from the school, uh, outside, and federal aid. And also understand that a college will often make you pay less than what they advertise on their website. So this is what we call a sticker price. So don't be afraid of the sticker price that you found on the website of any colleges that you want to apply to. Some of the most affordable schools like Harvard, Stanford, or any of the top tier liberal arts school initially appear very, very expensive, but students will end up paying very little to none uh, in order to attend their college. Just a quick example, the cost to attend Harvard each year is approximately around $75,000, which include tuition, fee, rooms, board, and personal expenses. However, the majority of the students who end up attending Harvard uh, will often pay less than that sticker price. Since Harvard offers need-based financial aid, so the financial aid office determines the amount of money that you get based on your family income and how much you can reasonably afford to pay for college and then they will supplement the rest with financial assistance. So 20% of families or students attending Harvard actually pay nothing because Harvard promised that for any family that making $65,000 or less than $65,000 a year, there would be no expected parent contributions. So I am actually part of that 20% that receive a full financial aid, full ride scholarship uh, in fact, they actually gave me more money than I actually uh, needed. So I kind of like got paid to go to college, uh, which is really amazing and really crazy. 55% of Harvard students actually uh, receive some kind of financial aid and 490% of American family. Harvard is actually more affordable than their local state school and international students actually have the same access to financial aid funding uh, similar to US citizens. However, um, Harvard scholarship and like most other schools just use grant and scholarship. They don't use loans. So any uh, financial assistance distributed by the Harvard financial aid offices will never have to be repaid. So that is very good if you don't want to have any student loan or student debt later. And another amazing thing is that financial assistance doesn't stop at tuition. Students are also eligible for further assistance through grant and scholarship for study abroad program, research opportunities, fellowship and other outside learning opportunities um, depend on what your interests are there would be a lot of support for you because the idea is that there should be no barrier between you and your education even if it's financial struggle so Harvard and most of the other school uh, they do not want a financial barrier to stand between you and a college education 
So what I can say is that you should try to take advantage of as much resources as possible to in order to get funding for college or use a combination of a lot of things. And I am here to help you and also to give you some resources and some understanding and how to find them. But however, I won't be able to cover everything since there are a lot of ways to pay for college out there um, depending on your backgrounds and your circumstances. So just make sure that you still have to also do your own research and finding more way to pay for college. The most common resource to afford college is through financial aid and this can be a combination of money that the government agreed to pay on your behalf and also the amount that the college you'll be attending agreed to pay for you. Nailing down how much university costs will require understanding the tools that are available but in order to do that you need to understand the type of aid of Offer. So for the institutional aid for college, there are um, different terms that they use to describe different kind of aid. The first one, like I mentioned before, with Harvard and most of the other top tier school, they would use NEAT aid. So NEAT based financial aid is given by a university to ensure that the student can attend that school when they got accepted. So some school, especially the private colleges and university, will note that they will meet student financial need through a NEAT based aid, meaning that if you are accepted to that school, that's school will access your need through financial statement usually submitted through the CSF and financial aid profile and uh, willfully provide the aid that you are deemed to need. So for example, if some school is 100% financial need met, which means that how much money you need, they will give you 100% of that. So all of that basically. So make sure to look for that percentage of how much financial need your school can met. So many schools also employ the need blind admittance, meaning that the school will not weigh your ability to pay for tuition in the application process. Uh, need blind financial aid packages also assume that you will be working over the summer and also the school year to factor those earnings into your war amounts. So for example, for my financial aid package, there is a small amount of uh, expected student earning during the summer because at the end of the day, uh, even though so um, the school will be provide you the majority of the money for you to go to that school. They still want you to take a chart of your education and still be able to uh, pay at least something. However, uh, it will be very reasonable and you can of course substitute those uh, expected earnings during the summer with other scholarships if you don't want to work. The second type of aid that the school can give you is to merit scholarship or merit aid. So many schools, public and private, offer merit aid uh, that is given to student based on their academic qualification or ability to meet some desired outcome depending on the school. So this is different from need based financial aid because need based they don't look at your academic performance. Um, they will just simply look at how much your uh, family would need to pay for college. This is uh, very similar to the traditional scholarship where because the student does very exceptionally well in this area, the school will give them this amount of merit. A good example 
of this is the University of Alabama, which offers a full tuition scholarship to students who have scored over a 32 on the ACT or have a GPA over 3.5. Merit aid may be automatically awarded or applied for through separate applications. Make sure that you know whether merit aid is offered at the school that you are applying to so you won't miss the deadlines. Usually, they are accessible through the financial aid portion of the college website. So make sure you look for those and see if any school offering them. And then the next kind of aid is through federal aid. So depending on your family income, you might be eligible for federal financial options. For example, Perkin and Stafford loans are subsidized government student loan, which your FAFSA financial aid report will determine whether you are eligible to receive them or not. So I mentioned loan a lot. So before I go into the student loan, I also want to point out the opposite of loan, which is grant. So grants are monies or financial aid monies or scholarship that is offered to you and you don't have to pay them back. So if anything is referring to as grant, then you won't have to pay it back. On the other hand, for student loans, you will have to pay them back. Like you might know the term student debt, which are acquired through student loans is on the rise right now. So you will have to try really hard to make sure to not take out any loans to fall for college. Uh, if you don't have to, then please do not use any loans. Uh, graduating with a large amount of debt can present a huge burden, especially when you are considering that you want to go to grad school or do more things after graduation. Usually there are two types of loans, subsidized and unsubsidized. So subsidized loans, these are loans that are subsidized by the federal government, meaning that the interest payment of them are very low, uh, which is better for you. So two of the most common subsidized loans are the Stafford and Perkin loans. So I wouldn't recommend you to take out any loans even if it's subsidized, but instead uh, make sure to use um, scholarship or merit aid um, to covering those unmet needs uh, from the school first. But if a uh, subsidized loan will be your best bet, um, then if you really have to or need to take out a loan, then you should take out a subsidized loan. And then the other one is unsubsidized loan. So these are loans usually offered by private companies and they do not have have a federal government to subsidize for them, meaning that they will have a higher interest rate, uh, which is bad for you. So like really, really uh, try to avoid these and make sure that you talk with your college counselor and do plenty of research before. And I really hope that you won't have to do this uh, to take out unsubsidized loan. This is like the very, very last resort where you ran out of everything and exhaust all different resources. So just keep that in mind. And then finally is scholarship. So you Usually private and then outside aid that offer you scholarship to study for a specific subject. Make sure to apply for local scholarship as well. Um, either post it at your guidance office or through online a website like maybe in Navion or any website that your school use and also like in newspaper or just find them online uh, basically. And your chance of winning and getting these local scholarship will be much higher than the larger scholarships such as the Coca Coca-Cola scholarship or the Jack Ken Cook and uh, the Bill Gates scholarship. Uh, so also apply for those, but make sure that you still apply for the small.
smaller scholarship. So I will actually be、uh, saving an episode to just talk about scholarship later, since there are a lot to discuss. But just know that this is one of the other options that you can use、uh, to make college more affordable. So now that we have a general idea of the different resources available for you、uh, and the different kind of financial aid、um, that can help you pay for college, next up we need to figure out how to find the college price. So we know how much、uh, money we need to find or how much we have to pay for the school. So as you won't usually pay the actual price that a university listed on their website,、uh, understanding the type of institutional financial aid will help you decode a college actual price. Every school are required to offer a net price calculator that I mentioned earlier,、uh, which、um, will help the student to get a rough approximation of what they will have to pay、uh, if they attend that school in the future. So I strongly advise that you use these features a lot because it may surprise you at the end when you find out how much you will have to pay、uh, to attend that school. So if a school offer need based financial aid, also make sure. To see whether that school also offer merit aid, so that you can apply and receive. Oftentimes, merit aid application have different deadlines from regular applications, so make sure to confirm those ahead of time. To double check what you will approximately be paying, the U.S. Department of Education has set up college cost calculators that allow students to see the mean price. So the mean price of cost. Step and graduation index per school. Our recommendation is to use both the college's calculator. So my best recommendation is to use both the college's calculators and the government assessment for a good, although not perfect, estimate. Finally, remember to tally up the costs to applying to schools. To get a total cost upfront, you need to add sixteen dollar to each application for the CSS and college financial aid profiles. Another approximately twelve dollar if you choose to independently submit an ACT or an SAT score, and then up to eighty five dollar per application. However, if application fees are a barrier for you, there are waiver available and offered through the College Board and also through some colleges. In addition, the SAT and ACT also have fee waiver for special circumstances. So make sure you speak to your college counselor, and if you are eligible, they can approve. You for free SAT or ACT test, including the SAT subject test. Also, so like for me, I am a low-income student, and in Texas, I actually got qualified for this fee waiver because I'm also qualified for the freeze and reduced lunch、uh, in my high school. So just make sure that you check to see what you are eligible for, and then get those benefits. While applying to college can be expensive, like really, really expensive, it's a fantastic investment. So after understanding what merit and need. Base eight,、uh, you can expect to receive. Put your tentative eight down in a spreadsheet next to the colleges that you are applying to. If a school is too expensive for you, feel no remorse in cutting it off from your application list. You might notice that we are living and dying by an organized spreadsheet. So, like just writing down and putting in as much as you can、uh, to help prevent you from stressing out, forgetting things, and putting yourself in your own way of your own success. 
And also just know that if you are benefiting from the fee waiver, which means you don't have to pay for any application fee, make sure to take advantage of that and apply to any school that you want to, uh, really. However, just make sure that financial aid is good for any early decision school. So if you're applying to a school through a binding process like early decision, ED, or through the QuestBridge uh, National College Match, make sure that they will be able to pay for you and you won't have to face any financial barrier so most of the time if a school will cost a lot to you don't apply to them but if um there is still some room if they don't give you perfect financial aid it's still fine you can still apply to them but make sure apply to them during the regular decision route where you are not buying to them and you still can negotiate and um, finding a better package for your financial aid after you get into that school and also just one thing is that financial aid is very easy to negotiable and can change uh, because when you are accepted to a school there's always way to get more money from them if uh, one school is offering you more money than the school that you really want to go to so let's say you got accepted into two of your school but however the school that you really want to go to offer you less money than the one that you are not that interested in what you can do actually is that you can email the school that give you less money but you really want to go to and talk about that and then let them know that you really want to go but however um, they are giving you less money and in that way they often and usually will give you more money or give you the same package that the other school is giving you. The idea is that school are investing on you, on your education and because when you graduate from that school and whatever good thing you do for the world or whatever accomplishment that you get is often will come back to that school and the school will get credit for it so it's a good investment for the school they will always try to battle uh, each others and then trying to get as many good students as possible for their own school so don't worry if you get in and you don't get good financial aid make sure that you do that to get better financial aid package because you deserve it so I know there are also a lot of poor information out there on college expenses, most notably with the Ivy League, uh, which has some of the best financial aid in the nation. So like for me, it was less expensive to go to Harvard than to go to any other state school uh, in my hometown, as otherwise it would be for 90% of Americans. Other private schools also known for their strong financial aid program. I just want to emphasize again, this is not just Harvard or the Ivy League. Other private schools also known for their strong financial aid program, uh, ranging from like Rice University to Mount Holyoke College, um, all of whom meet full financial need. There are a good list of colleges out there that meet 100% financial need met. So if you are a low-income student, make sure to apply to those schools and they are very strong in academic but also offer great and generous financial aid. For public universities, there are always scholarships to be able to make it full ride. For example, for University of Texas at Austin, a lot of my friends who are attending there are also on like a full scholarship program. So don't worry, it's not just a thing with private school uh, or Ivy League or top tier liberal arts school. Public school also have these options and scholarship available for students, for outstanding students. So make sure that you reach out and do more research and apply for those scholarships and financial aid. 
And so that is it for this episode. Um, I think this is the shortest episode that we ever created on our podcast. But I hope that you get something useful out of this episode. And also look forward to like future episodes more focusing on scholarship and how to find them. And also about like some very famous scholarship that you should apply to as a high school student. So just a quick update on the Color Talk series podcast. There are lots of amazing work are in production right now and will be released sometime next week. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, some really exciting uh, new episode will be coming up. So stay tuned for that. Also, we really appreciate everyone's support for listening to our podcast and also following us on social media and we really appreciate you and we are always trying to create new content and be able to support more students. So here's a hint that I can give you about the content that are creating right now. So in the upcoming weeks, uh, we will be releasing three episodes together in a full package and they will be special episodes featuring uh, brand new content from our show. So make sure you keep an eye out for those. And that is just a way for us to say thank you for all of your support for listening to our episodes. And of course, as always, don't forget to come back next week for an episode focusing on the college essays. So I will be going over all the different type of essay that we need to write, including the personal statement and also just give you some best practice and tips on how to best write your essay that will highlight your unique story and show who you are through your applications. So see everyone next week. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Call a Talk Series where you can get updates on the newest episode and future content so you would never miss a show. If you found some of the content of the podcast useful, we would appreciate a rating on iTunes or you can just simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out a lot in reaching a greater audience and supporting more students. We encourage you to send us any questions, suggestions that you have for the show via our social media or via email at callatalkseries at gmail.com. Finally, thank you for listening. Don't forget to stay awesome and see you in our next episode.